Hello and happy new year, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and my goodness, what a way to start the new year. Yesterday, we had Jay Ronald talking that talk, talking about hashtag LFG. Now, I don't know about you folks, but to me, what that what that uh, entails is let's f and go. And he says Xbox 2024. Now I was made to believe that that is looking for group is something, but I got to be honest with you, not the way that Jay Ronald was talking. He said Xbox 2024 hashtag LFG. That says that they are ready already. The first day of the year, they're putting their best foot forward. I'm super excited to. Um, to get into topics today, we're talking Banjo-Kazooie, folks, because, well, uh, Ecstasies, who's a friend of this show, and I'm a friend of his, he's a Spanish uh, YouTuber who's incredibly popular, and folks, guess what? He's also well-connected, and he had a lot to say about a Banjo-Kazooie currently in development. That makes my heart flutter because, listen, there's got to be more than three people in the whole world that, you know, me, Paris, and maybe a few other stragglers that need a new Banjo-Kazooie in their life. We're also going to get into Game Pass, folks. Last year, thanks to TrueAchievements.com and their amazing writers, we learned that Game Pass was divvied almost $9,000 worth of games in 2023. That, folks is value unlike anything I've ever seen before. And could they could they at least match it? Well, I don't know, because 2024 is looking to be a mammoth year. We're going to get into it, but we're going to open up with some human element talk, folks. Obviously, you've, you've been, if you've been following the channel for a long time, one of the paramounts for Mrs. Boom and I is making sure that the people come first. And today... Thanks to Sith Lord, who actually sent me a DM that actually it's thanks to Sith Lord that I'm doing this topic because I never really sat back and thought it until he framed it. He framed it and we said today is the first day that Activision employees are official Microsoft employees and that Bobby Kotek is no longer in charge. That monster has been slain. He has been shown the door. His last day was Friday the 29th. And you know what? If you are an Activision employee, you got to be skipping into work today knowing that there's going to be a different way of making games at that monster publisher. We're going to get to all of that and then some, but I want to welcome in someone making his debut. He's going to tell you a little bit about himself, where he's from, what he's been up to. Gamesly, what's going on, dude? Welcome to the program. Oh man, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you guys. So, uh, Gamesley or Gamsley, I don't know anymore, but it's definitely Gamsley. Okay, um, so it's Gamsley. Love, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, okay. no, I love you guys. No, no, it's a joke. I, uh, it's a joke. Every podcast I say it, but um, I'm a international para taekwondo athlete. Um, I owe everything to gaming. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about my background. Um, but I really want to touch up on the first topic uh, before I talk about myself. So okay. if you would allow me to just say something really quick. Sure, um, go right ahead, please, by all means. Activision, so everybody that thinks this is not a big deal, um, 
as an athlete, you look up to your coach, right? You, you get into work every day and that guy is leading you, right? And it's up to the coach to see value and talent and grow it. Now think about that on a huge scale. These people have been walking into their offices, looking at their coach and their coach sees the talent and, you know, they, they understand who these people are, but on a general manager level, you know, every time they say, look at this guy, look what he can do. Um, they, they keep stepping on them, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of bringing the talent up, instead of being like, oh, you want to work on that? Sure. They keep squishing them down. It's almost like they're suppressing suppressing their skill. And it's terrible to walk into an environment like that every day. So shout out to Bobby getting the heck out of there. <laughs> shout out to all the workers that get to do their work and express their talent and new ideas. So just keep that in mind, guys. Yeah, no, good stuff. We're, we're gonna we're gonna break it down further. But I appreciate you being here, uh, making your your debut here. Uh, you've been, you know, we, we've been talking behind the scenes. We're finally really glad to get you here. Uh, his re returning for the twenty twenty four campaign is, of course, Daniel McGee. Daniel, what's going on, my brother? How you feeling? Hey, how's it going? I'm, it I'm is going good. good. How's it going with you? Oh, it's it's finally winter down here in Texas. Uh, went out to my car for the first time yesterday and saw my breath. Uh, so we're we're just getting into it now. Uh, it's been it's been a great time. Had a great holiday. Got to spend some time with the family. Beautiful. Uh, spend some time with the friends. Just been a really relaxing couple of weeks. Well, it's great to have you back. I'm glad that you took some time off to recharge the batteries. I obviously caught sure. up with family. That's always super important. Um, and speaking of family. We got to welcome in Steel Rain. Folks, he's joined us on a regular basis. And yes, he walks right through the front door, puts his feet up. What's going on, my brother? How you feeling? What's going on, Boom? Appreciate you guys having me in. And it's going to be a fantastic episode to start off this new year for sure. Uh, to have Gamsley here. Hopefully I'm saying that right. I'm a stickler about names. So if that, that's the way that you want it to be said, I definitely want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> it's um, all good, man. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Boom, appreciate you for welcoming me on aboard, uh, especially going into this new year. I think uh, you hit that magic number 14K. I think it's onwards to uh, 20K now, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, yes, up and up, uh, up and upwards, if for sure. <laughs> They, they say they, there you go um but yep guys we're gonna have an amazing episode today boom's got some fantastic topics to line up and uh starting off with that human element with bobby going out of the window um i completely agree with games what games we put on the table right there um I think that completely gets forgot about. And I, I don't know, we're gamers. We only care about the games that are getting put in front yes. of us. Um, but when it comes to these podcasts and stuff like that and the things that have been happening, and again, boom, you kind of touched on it earlier um, with what Bobby has seemingly done and games kind of touched on it too. Um, but I do want to add a little bit of this credence to, to Bobby a little bit. I, I know he's an evil man. Um, but for Activision Blizzard on a business side of things, um, and again, still got to remember to talk about the human element side of it. Um, but I do think that he has helped Activision Blizzard at least still be relevant in the modern era, uh, for better or for worse. So as long as we get Xbox to, uh, to get on board and change the things uh, behind the scenes that have been an issue, I, I think we got something that's going to be extremely successful. So, Yeah, no, I agree. You know, And we'll, we'll go right back to you. Because uh, again, folks, oh. look. We're gamers, right? Um, we don't now. There are some people in here. They'll tell you, I, I want my game when I want it, right. and I'm not here to fight. I'm not here to fight with you if that's how if that's your mentality. But here in Double Barrel Gaming, 
one of the things that we pride ourselves is keeping the important things in front of us at all times, mm-hmm. right? Uh, being accurate with the news, having a high level of integrity, uh, keeping uh, the transparency as clear as glass, right? Mm-hmm. Having an, an inclusive way of podcasting where everyone, regardless of race, creed, color, sexual orientation, or religion, are welcomed. And that also mm-hmm. goes for whatever platform that you decide that is your platform of choice. You are welcomed here. Mm-hmm. So when Sith Lord DM'd me yesterday and I was writing the topics, he made an amazing point because we're all excited as gamers mm-hmm. and consumers, right? Because oh, the next course. Call of Duty, which is expected to be uh, Black Ops uh, Gulf War, mm-hmm. and of course Treyarch re taking the lead, which we know they're an amazing developer, is going to be an Xbox Game Pass day and date, right? That, that's, a, that's a known fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that at the beginning of the year, could happen as soon as tomorrow, could happen by the end of next week, we're going to start to see these games of Activision Blizzard get into the service that we pay for. And mm-hmm. we're currently an ultimate uh, subscribers are paying $16.99. Now, one of the stories we're going to get into on the back half of the uh, of the conversation, Steel, is that Game Pass had nearly $9,000 worth of games put into that service in mm-hmm. 2023. That is crazy on its own. But I want to rewind this and talk about if you are that talented developer, because understand this, folks, game development is ridiculously hard. And it's something that goes well over the mohawk for me I couldn't do it. I started to go to school. And when I started to learn, I kind of pulled myself back. My brother continued. I stopped because, first of all, I was already a police officer for two years. And Mm -hmm. I was trying to do both. And it's very difficult to be a cop at the same time as go to school at night. Very difficult to do. But what started happening for me is I started to learn what went on behind the curtain. And I didn't like knowing. I don't want to know how they make the soup. I just want to enjoy the soup. Right. But January 29th, mm-hmm. Bobby Kotek leaves Activision and is now under the watchful eye of Microsoft, more specifically, the watchful eye of Phil Spencer. And I got to tell you, I don't know the feeling because I wasn't working for a tyrant like some of these developers were. Mm-hmm. But just imagine the kind of skipping that they're going into work today, it's, it's, it is almost like going to a celebration because you know that things are not going to run the way they used to run because he was out. So you left Activision on the 29th to start your holiday weekend. And on the 2nd of January, which is today, right now, there are people, because it's, it's, it, it's, it's 9-12 in the, in, the, in the West Coast, they're going into work. And... Steel, that feeling has got to be an elation. Oh, yeah. I, I would imagine they have to be over the moon about it. I mean, again, I, it's one of those things to where I, because I have been in environments, not to the level of what Bobby Kotick was and with things going on behind the scenes and it being a boys club and people being abused and all the other allegations that are currently going on and the realities uh, that have been kind of happening over the years. Um I would be be I would be beyond it would at least put me in a better spirit knowing that the person that was over everything that we did who was going to possibly get passed up ideas um maybe has been 
holding us back for quite some time, um, not allowing us to be developers like you were touching on or just branch out there really um, if it wasn't for if it wasn't Call of Duty or um, Diablo, if you want to throw it to that. But um, yeah, if it wasn't for Call, if it wasn't Call of Duty and then putting them so, uh, getting put into the, the sweatshop for lack of a better to- term, um, I, I think. It, it's it's really interesting to see how things have, have been playing out, especially with uh, Xbox just acquiring Activision Blizzard in the totality. Right? It's going it's it's going to be a night and day difference, but I still think um, it will take some time for that um, for that difference to take place. Right? Because Activision and Blizzard is about the same size as Xbox in totality, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be a bit off than that. It could be even bigger than that. Uh, but to just taking that into consideration. That is a lot of work that you're going to have to put in and you just can't come in and say, oh, well, now we're going to do things completely different than the way you were doing before. It has to be a kind of a, a lead up process, kind of vetting people through getting um, you know, like I was uh, when I spoke on this before, uh, I had the idea that Phil was going to each individual studio um, as we've been kind of hearing rumors about and seeing what everybody had had in store for them right uh what they might have had on the back burner uh where their interests lie making sure that everybody was on board they understand the vision because i think that's the biggest thing with this uh with bobby going away is making sure that people understand the vision of what it means to be become part of xbox um and i think that especially with what uh, Xbox, Microsoft has experienced with Bethesda um, that those ideologies are kind of carried over because we saw what happened with Redfall and we, and, you know, Microsoft, Xbox doesn't want another situation like that. Um, so I can only imagine that they're in there between uh, Sarah Bond, Phil, Matt Booty, uh, everybody getting their positions moved around, um, that they're going to make sure that all the issues that were there previously, again, Microsoft's known as the one of the better places to work, um, whether you want to take that as a fact or not. I guess that depends on your perspective on things. But I mean, it is it is what it is on Forbes, t- their top 10 places to work. And you would imagine that they would want to uphold that standard. Um, and it's going to be extremely difficult. Uh, there's a lot that Activision Blizzard obviously has going on. Um, it's another Titanic sized ship. Uh, but when you can look over and you not only have your own uh, SS grant, I guess you could call it. Um, but now you look over, it's like, man, I, I just bought the Titanic, uh, but it needs some work and we're going to do patch some holes. And maybe we need some new uh, sheets of metal to, to patch some of these holes or to fix some of these areas. Maybe we need to completely reconstruct before we send this ship back out. Um, I think that that's going to definitely going to be on the right path. And from what we have seen thus far, um, that's kind of the direction that they're moving in. So uh, with Bobby being out of the door, the human element being put more on, so on the front line, at least to us as gamers, um, being put more in the face of things again, like, like you boom, uh, I am somebody that typically, especially at least in gaming, I don't, I don't necessarily want to become a cook um, as much as I love talking about it and everything. And as much as I, interest that I have, I love watching my Xbox on documentaries, for an example, or any other documentaries about gaming specifically. Um, but uh, I don't want to become a developer. So any additional information that we can get uh, to help understand what's going on behind the scenes, reveal some more of the uh, the realism. Uh, I think that's that's what we uh, I think that's what's interesting to me. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out moving into the future. So. I agree. I, I, like I said, you know, if you listen, there's, there's one thing that's amazing about this uh, 
community about the about the development community as well as of course gaming is a consistently growing so if you want to be a if you want to be a game designer by all Mm -hmm. means go to school they're offering classes even in some of the high schools which is just bonkers like i we didn't have any of that when i was growing up but remember i'm old as dirt so uh if if that's what you want to do good on you for me i i i want to i want to look at it with those Disney magic eyes, right? right? Like I don't want to know. Uh, and I, and I, and again, you know, to, to bring it back to why we're talking about this topic, I, I could not be more happy as a human being. We got a gamer, if we got an Xbox dude, or if we get a, the, uh, you know, the lead voice for double barrel gaming as a human being, uh, 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 Gamsley, I, I, I want, I'm excited for the people that make these games a reality for us to play are now going to be in a position where they don't have this tyrant running the show. And yes, I think steals onto something. You don't flip a switch and, and everything changes, but I would have, I would imagine that along with Bobby, anyone that was a part or looked the other way during, you know, these, because remember they just paid out millions of dollars to settle some of the lawsuits uh, that's coming from Activision, but that's that Activision money is Microsoft money, and I'm sure they didn't like to do that, but they had to. What are your thoughts, uh, Gamsley, on the human element of how they're now feeling walking into work today for the first time under the two, un, under the watchful eye of, of Phil Spencer, who is the CEO of Microsoft Gaming? Look, like I touched on in the intro, that. There's nothing worse than walking into a gym. Uh, and I'm just going to put it in a sports analogy or an athletic kind of way. When, there's nothing worse than walking into a gym where your coach um, isn't in line with you and his higher-ups, whether it's general managing or whatever, isn't on the same level. It's hard to walk in those doors and give 100% to doing whatever you're supposed to do. There are apples. There are people that will thrive in the environment because they came to do a harsh Taekwondo session, right? But not everybody's that dude. And most of the people are there to learn something and, and show their talent and, and, and fight, right? Um, and walking in today for these people must be a breath of fresh air. There's going to be some people that don't align with the new regime right that don't align with the new people in there um just like xbox has been kind of finding its footing for the last decade right now right like if you think about the leadership changes everybody that's in a spot right now in xbox are on the same page from the top to the bottom anyone that came in from zenimax that had a different version of what they think their games are or xbox is are gone or a lot of them are gone uh, there's shifts for a reason, and you see how long it took Xbox to kind of get the leadership structure going and the idea and have a big, big focus. You saw how long that took. It's going to be the same for Activision Blizzard, but Matt Booty is on the top. Phil's on the top. Sarabon's on the top. They all know what to do and what their their aim is, I think, uh, from an outsider. And there's nothing better than walking into a gym and everybody's on the same page. Your partner's on the same page. Everybody knows what to do and how to drill. And you just do your thing. And now they have creative freedom. Uh, you know, they, they they could do whatever they think they want to do as long as the pitch is okay. And uh, there's nothing more breath taken than that. There's nothing more upbeat about that. Um, 
there's nothing. It's just so amazing, right, for these people. Uh, what what do you think about that, Dave? Uh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel McGee. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, great great way to pass it over to him, Daniel. What what, what are your thoughts on this? Because obviously, you know, you you you've talked about this not only on this particular program, but you've talked yeah. about it on the fix many times with with Umbra. Uh, what 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 are your thoughts on 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 the the mindset of the the actual designer, the developer? Walking into work today for the first time without Bobby K at, at at the lead. I mean, so I think that there's there's no way that they're going to walk in and and not feel some kind of pressure relief for from having this really awful leadership structure above them. Uh, and and we've seen that throughout the next couple months, a lot of that leadership is gonna is gonna leave, not just. Bobby, but uh, unfortunately, Lulu, who seemed like she was pretty cool, uh, and a bunch of other people who were probably also problematic, if I had to guess. Like, it, it takes a, a village to get away with the nonsense that Bobby was getting away with. Uh, so, unfortunately, there's probably some fault in some of those other people who are leaving as well. Um, so, I'm, I'm glad to see some of them go, I guess is what I'm saying. It's, it's not going to be, you know, an immediate turnaround is the problem it's like getting bobby out of that situation is it's like taking the the knife out of the stab like you still gotta sew it up and and let it heal it's gonna take probably a year year and a half maybe two before we start seeing like actual sweeping change in those in those studios um but now like that process can can start to happen and uh i i think it was something that in terms of business had to happen i think that Bobby being there was so bad for PR that like even even if he did make a lot of money for the company, which he did, uh, there's there's no there's no way that you can walk into a boardroom and be like, yeah, we're so we're keeping uh, the Cosby room guy on payroll. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, imagine that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. For us. Yeah. Uh, especially not with just like the whole methodology of, of Microsoft and what they've been doing. Uh, in terms of like being more progressive and and being pro union and things like that, like it just doesn't he just doesn't work in that in that environment at all. Uh, and I've heard some people on other podcasts saying that like that they should keep him and that they should put him in charge no, of of absolutely all of Xbox. not. Like my God. literally, there was a person who said that I won't say who. Uh, and, and all I can say is no, absolutely not. Get rid of this person. I hope that he. Drops his golden parachute on some deserted island that we never hear from him again. Man, just to touch up on, like, some people are crazy, right? Because I, it's just like, it's just like Bobby's whole thing was, I don't like Game Pass, or I just want to max mine profits, put all these talented developers on one thing they don't want to do, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that just counteracts everything Xbox has shifted towards, right? Creativity. Yeah have a uh, the game pass model like all that stuff and and why the heck would you keep this guy on top if he doesn't even believe in what you're doing it's it's so maddening my my, yeah. my thing about that too that statement that's kind of crazy to me daniel it's just like yeah. the, the amount of things that have happened behind the scenes that i mean just the thing from what we have heard i'm surprised that that man isn't in jail right yeah um for the amount that has been well the one the, the death threat against a woman it, right? that, that if you if you remember the story there was a death threat where they Prison. had him on tape 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Saying he, that like he was a meeting or something. Yeah. That, so it's like, so why hasn't, you know, it's, it's always wild to me when you see people defending certain parts. And it's like, again, I can recognize what he has brought to Activision and Blizzard and how he has helped them be successful throughout the years. But that doesn't, that doesn't get rid of the the stupid stuff that has happened behind the scenes. Mm. But that's why I also think that that's more defense as to why if there was anybody that was going to end up acquiring ABK, Microsoft was the best option from what we currently have. I mean, oh, if yeah. anybody wants to argue that Tencent was going to be the better mm -hmm. option, I mean, I, I again, I, I'm not going to argue politics with anybody here. That's not what that show was for. But I don't, I don't think that having more Chinese access would be the answer to games that literally everybody not, buys. I don't. Yeah. I think we should keep not that even, American if we can. The, the best case scenario that, is that it wouldn't change anything, right? Because a lot right, of the times exactly. they'll just like move in and and be like, "Here's a bunch of money. Your money's my money now." Exactly. Uh, exactly. Or the, yeah. the guys in Twitter and 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 chats, right? Like. Think about how long it took Xbox to kind of penetrate and solidify itself, and it still right. stumbled, right? They're right. picking themselves up. Imagine if Apple comes in and swoops up, I don't know, uh, PlayStation or Activision, I don't care who, but like, yeah. let's say one of those companies comes along, Amazon, and picks this guy up. It's like, you think they have any chance? It's, it's going to be terrible. Care, anyway, really? Yeah, that's it's going to be terrible. Care, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I listen. I he he's when he when he's leaving with like forty million dollars or something like that. Like his golden parachute is big, and he's never gonna have to work again. He was making a lot of money for years. He probably invested his money. He probably made. He actually probably made a ton of money outside of his oh yeah severance of package oh, right. Yeah. You know of his stocks when ABK mm -hmm. sold. So he's he's a millionaire ten times over. So I'm not worried about Bobby K. What I like, mm -hmm. I said ultimately, this is a great way to open up the show, open up the new year with uh, a positive mentality. You know, I couldn't be happier for the people at Activision now that are going to. And again, do do, do things change overnight? No, they do not. Um, are there going to be some stumbling blocks potentially? Uh, are there going to be some trials and tribulations? Sure, um, but it's not going to be anything like when it was run by Bobby K. And uh, again, any of those people that were left over from some of the stuff that went on have either been, you know, sent packing or will eventually be Hopefully. sent. Packing. Hopefully, because, you know, some people like to uh, hide out in the wing, maybe hide in the broom mm. closet and they'll pop out. Yeah. And like, oh, I, you missed me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, and to drop one last little nugget, guys, uh, you know, the <laughs> now I think with a lot of the talent being free and uh out of the workshop it's not necessarily that i hope that call of duty doesn't get built what i hope is that most of these people there's gonna see within the call of duty machine there might be mm -hmm. let's say 500 people that just don't want to do call of duty and freaking i don't know ten thousand people that do my hope is that those ten thousand people that do will stay on it and be passionate about it. And the 500 that don't can go on and make Blizzard games or whatever they want that hopped on board in this company in the first place. And that's the key here is that mm -hmm. these people are going to be able to do that. And I'm freaking so excited for the games itself and the quality and whatever ideas come out of it. So good, kudos and good riddance. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Listen, I want to I want to uh, shift over to the next topic uh, again, folks. W- welcome. We have uh, almost 600 people here on Ooh. a Tuesday afternoon. A lot Let's of go. new names. Obviously, you know, we hit 14K for right before the Chris- Christmas holiday, which was amazing. We hit it on our big $1,500 giveaway show. Obviously, you guys and gals know it as it was the uh, Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. Uh, it was a very successful show. Everyone got their winnings. We're very happy about that. And um, we hit 14K live on the air, which was absolutely amazing. Now we're on the hunt for 15. Now we're on the move for 15K. Um, and if you are finding the channel for the first time, folks, I do ask that you consider subscribing. I do live stream five days a week, Monday through Friday, all different panels, all different shows. But we never use hate mongering or we never use uh, clickbait to get you into the channel it's a lot of fun we talk about some serious topics as we did to open up today's show but then we're going to get into some of the fun ones now i do want to go right into xbox game pass uh listen sucks yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of fans for that, but we don't we 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 we, we try not oh, no, to uh, ra- <laughs> no, ra- rebel rouse, if you will. PlayStation is they are who we thought that they were, and they're uh, no, they're they're on their knee, folks. Uh, they're not on their knees yet. They're definitely on down on one knee uh, because just look at what happened in 2023, and of course, VGC, their first story of the year. It turns out that yes. Uh, uh, that uh, Sony was uh, fined 13.5 million euros, which I believe is about 15 million U.S. dollars for uh, their lack of of competitiveness when it came to third-party controllers. Uh, I have spoken to some people behind the scenes that think that that is not going to be the only one or the only lawsuit. Uh, Usually what happens in the EU, one does it and everyone follows suit. So this might be a running trend. Sony might be in a bit of a pickle. Not the great greatest way to start 2024. But Steel Rain, mm-hmm. I am going to talk about for a second the nearly $9,000 worth of games that have been put into Xbox Game Pass in 2023. It is a really, really big deal. Uh, now, again, this story came to us from achievements.com uh, uh, and look uh steel one thing that is uh is very apparent about the way xbox is doing things nowadays is they change the industry on how you buy or you know uh, get your games in a service they have turned the industry on its head Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like this. Sony certainly doesn't like this. Nintendo Mm -hmm. doesn't like this because those two companies are very traditional. They, you buy the box, you buy the games for the box and you can only buy those games on that box. That's it. But Microsoft has figured out a way and they took the Netflix approach where Mm -hmm. they have this plethora of entertainment available to you as the subscriber and you pay your low monthly uh, price. There's an option to buy if something is going yeah. to leave Never's the service. Mm-hmm. You can go out and buy it. Something you can't do with Netflix, right? You can't mm-hmm. do that with uh, w- okay. w- with that particular um, streaming service. But to get the confirmation from TrueAchievements.com that nearly nine thousand dollars worth of games was put into the service, you got to start to think: 
wow, one, you made your money back tenfold if you paid $16.99 a month, even at full price. Mm-hmm. But how are they going to match that in 2024? Let's talk about it. Well, um, I was doing some research in 2022, the year that everybody said it was the weakest year for Xbox um, because of the first party side of things. Um, it was also the year that I was probably more defensive about Xbox and their output than anything. Um, just in 2022, they put out $7,000 worth of value that year, and people told them that that wasn't enough. So, um, especially because there wasn't any first party games. I disagreed with that, um, again, because as somebody who cares about games across the board, more so um and i have a I, again i pulled myself out of the world I take that rts view i like to always see. indeed you uh, do sir <laughs> but um for for me at least seeing xbox being consistent in this so if they did 2022 they did 7k in 2023 they did 9k um again that's a two grand difference a year over year i think I, I, the only answer is for them to spend more uh, right now at what point, again, this is always going to be a question for people, at what point is that sustainable? Well, I mean, obviously sustainable for them right now. They keep saying that they um, making are making profits, that it, it is a sustainable uh, option for them currently for what they have for Game Pass. And again, it doesn't, and it has never removed away the option, boom, from what, what you ta- uh, hinted at earlier, um, that you could still buy these games. Just because they're in the subscription, just because you could pay $17 a month, a dollar a month, uh, since they did bring that dollar bill back uh if you're paying the 204 dollars a year for xbox game pass ultimate as an example um and just to get all that inherent value inside of um a service that you can subscribe for and still um buy games at full price if you wanted to i think the inherent value in that is it's just really hard to complain about at least for me um, but that and, and that is why I will always fight back, especially for Xbox now against that whole first party argument, because they have already told us that they're looking at the industry differently. And if we continue to have these first party conversations and it's staying there. And again, there's no excuses being made for anybody. Um, first party output should have not been what it was in 2022. Should it showed a lack of uh consistency and a lack of high quality if you want to talk if you want to look at it from that perspective but just looking at a looking at a business that is trying to give their consumers inherent value and has always tried to see different ways that they can give their consumers inherent value and i would say at least since xbox live became a thing and again i mean i know paying for online access is is very um it's a very negative thing for console gamers since PC since PC doesn't have to pay for it. But again, you're paying right. for so many other things uh, that people tend to forget about. Your servers. Hey, when's the last time last time Xbox got hacked? As an example. Um, <laughs> Perfect example. Just put, yes. just, put, just putting that out Shots there. Shots fired. <laughs> just putting that out there. But um the inherent value to me is always that something special. Game Pass has allowed me to experience games that I otherwise probably I wouldn't have played or would have second guessed um, or just wouldn't have been on my radar. And I think that's the main thing that I've been working on getting people to understand. Hey, it, you may not find everything. And there is, and you have hinted this all the time, Boom, and so has my brother Pong. Um, gaming isn't for everybody, but there yep. is a game out there for everyone, right? Um, and maybe people just have to adjust what their what their interests are nowadays. I see a lot of that. People speaking more of the graphical side of things, and it's like, you know, 
or just speaking to a particular style of game that they like and I hear you if you're frustrated that you're not getting those heavily, heavily graphical, narrative-based, over-the-top games that you were looking for, but we're also finding out that those games are anywhere between 100 to $500 million now, so that can't be the expectation all the time. Right. There has to be something else in between. There's even argument to be had that even that is kind of ludicrous to see. When, when, do, when, do you, when do we get back to the point where it's more about the value of the game itself versus the movie-like qualities that these games are giving you. Um, and again, a lot of the games that we're getting in Game Pass are not of that movie quality, so I guess that's why the inherent value to some people um, isn't there for them. But if you're a gamer, if you're looking Ninja for Theory's things to coming, play, man. Ninja, Ninja Theory is, coming. is definitely coming. But again, that's just one. If you use that for argument, it's, people, it's just one game amongst all these other games. You got all these other baby games and game. That's the arguments you end up hearing. Um, again, you have to find what works for you, as I like to say all the time. Know who you are, not only as a gamer, but also as a person, of course. Right. But um, yeah, just maybe dig deeper a little bit. It's uh, the inherent value that Xbox has continuously given us. Um, I think is a fight back to uh, some of the first party argument, but also I think the majority of it is fight back to that Xbox having no games um, kind of uh, idea that was that there before and just Xbox continuously proving that they are here to stay. They're not going anywhere by 2027, guys. Uh, yeah, that, again, that's more, more <laughs> shenanigans from the community. Listen, uh, before I bring it back in Gamsley, uh, I, I do why because I have the article in front of me, and okay, so I love giving credit where credit is due. This was posted and published by Ian Stokes, who obviously writes for trueachievements.com. The uh, what he what, what he said in the opening was Xbox Game Pass continues to be a fantastic deal for mm -hmm. Xbox users. We checked out how much every game added to the service in 2023 and it would have cost us to buy. And it is a lot more than what we paid. And it goes on to say, and and and, and again, this is this is literally reading verbatim from the article, folks. It says, according to our data, the total value of the games that were added to Game Pass at their full price in 2023 stand as this here in the US. It was $8,763 worth of games. In the UK, it was 7095 seven uh, pounds. In Canada, that came to their monies, $11,425. In Australian money, $13,392. In Europe, uh, their pound is uh, 8879 And in Brazil, which, of course, this is Brazilian money, 36898 uh, That, Gamsley, is a lot of value for a $1699 price. Uh, and again, you know, when Steele is, is talking about it, now, again, it really depends on the gamer because there's something unique about the way Nintendo make their games. And there's a, there's a unique way on how um, Sony makes their games. Sony's games are very bombastic. They're very movie-esque, right? They're, 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 that's, what, that's how they're developed, and they have a look to them. Now, not everyone digs it. I totally get that. But the one thing that you have to tip your hat to, especially when we're talking about Xbox Game Pass and its value, 
is the fact that there are games there for everyone. And the plethora of choice when it comes to genre is unmatched. You know, you get you know what you're gonna get with a Nintendo game, you know what you're gonna get with a Sony game. What's great about Xbox Game Pass is that you know that there is going to be something there for you. Not every game is for every game, or folks, you know I say that, but Gamsley, this is a lot of money. Uh, and, and again, it went up by nearly 2000 from the year before. You would imagine they're going to at least match, potentially go even higher in 2024, especially when you start seeing some of the third-party marketing deals that they have, some of the games you already know coming to Xbox Game Pass, which is 40 so far, and all of their first-party. What, what are your thoughts on this ridiculous value? Oh, man, I love it. What was that, like 5 million Canadian? Canadian was $11,425. That's a lot oh, of Canadian man, I'm bucks. so happy, honestly. No, for people like me and people or, or people struggling, uh, whether you're um, hard on time or, I don't know, you, you dropped out of gaming or whatever your purpose is, uh, Game Pass is amazing value, right? Because that's, honestly, I came back to gaming uh, largely on Game Pass. Like I started back on Game Pass. I saw, um, what was it? Oh my goodness. I think it was Pillars of Eternity or is that it? Pillars? Is That's that... Pillars. Uh, yes. Okay. I saw Pillars of Eternity pop up. Um, I don't know if it was last year or because they had a version of Pillars up uh, uh, on Game Pass for a while. Maybe it might have left and then came back this year, I'm pretty sure. Like the definitive, definitive Edition or whatever. I'm not sure. I'm getting my times mixed up. But these games are phenomenal games. And honestly... Oh, oh sorry. Uh, <laughs> the... I, I truly think there's everything... There's something there for everybody, like everybody's saying. But most importantly... Um, <clears throat> it, I think Xbox identity, like we, we keep th saying like the movie games and all of that stuff. And is it expensive? Is it too expensive? Um, don't get, get it twisted. Um, Xbox is coming full throttle with those movie yep. games too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I could foresee uh, this year, well, we'll see it in the numbers. Uh, the only way it goes up, right? The only way they start putting more money in, so putting, let's say, 12000 or whatever, uh, 15000 all depends on where the number is at this moment. You know, they have interior kind of uh, margins to hit, right? So if they hit those things, if they hit those subs, the sub counts, they hit those player numbers i'm sure uh, xbox leadership is like putting more and more money we'll see how it reacts this year but i'm pretty sure that when um uh, hellblade drops you know a lot of that budget there's going to be not much in development uh, that studio is going to have like a, a slate clean right they won't have a, a big budget to start so all that money is going to get relocated in certain ways uh they're going to get they're going to have that freed up right uh, and put somewhere else once that drops, once maybe Avowed and all these games start to pop in, uh, they're going to have a very large pro very large budget, especially when player numbers rise. Um, I think they're going to go like 13,000 this year. I think they're going to pump so much in it. I think they're going to get the most growth this year. 
uh, which is crazy because, you know, when you look past, you see games like Halo come out and Forza and all that stuff. Gigantic names. But I think I think this is Xbox's big year. I think they throw that budget all the way up. Well, I, I, you and know I think you... I think we get a lot of I think we get I think we get a lot of uh, honestly Hellblade Ninja Theory was a great purchase. And I think that they got them specifically for that reason, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. They got it specifically for their ambition in tech and their ambition for that type of game. And I think we're just going to see I, I think we're going to see a lot coming from them. I, I, I agree. Uh, like I said, I, if you want to continue to grow your service, you you, you got to put more content into your service. Same way Netflix does, same way Amazon Prime does, same way Apple is investing. All of these streaming services need content. You need to feed the machine in order for people uh, to, a, a, continue to pay for the service, but more importantly, join the service eventually. Um, Daniel, before I bring you in on the conversation, let me catch up on the Super Chats. Uh, first of all, B. Martin 001. He starts off the year with a bang, folks. He has gifted five double-barrel gaming memberships. Brother, that is very generous of you. Thank you for starting off the year strong for us here at Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, we have uh, a, a channel member who's been a channel been a member for 12 months, and that comes in the form of Adidas 20-0. And he says, get your popcorn and controllers ready indeed, sir. Thank you so much for the generosity and continued generosity. Jonas the Dad. Drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat. Says, happy 2024, Boom. And crew, Xbox is going to own this year. Happy to you and yours as well. And yes, uh, like I said, there's a lot of stuff out there that if you go looking for, you can find and potentially guesstimate what they're going to be doing uh, this year. I have some information from several sources that has been uh, checked and double-checked. But again, we're not talking about that today because I'm not comfortable letting the cat out of the bag. Uh, but I can tell you that it is going to be a big, big year for Xbox and specifically Xbox Game Pass. And then we have MMM Midnight, who's been a channel member for 13 months. Thank you for the generosity. And he says, Happy New Year to Boom and the panel and audience. I wish you all a safe and happy new year. And of course, we extend that to you and your family as well. Uh, listen, Daniel, let's, let's, let's talk value. Uh, if there's one thing that we and and again in the green room uh, before we went live, I was talking with Gamsley, and I'm saying, you know, 2024 has an outlook to potentially continue on r- prices raising on everything, whether that be your uh, groceries, your mortgage or your rent, your your cell phone bill, whatever your your cable, your con ed, um, and everything is going up. And uh, one of the first things that go when you are uh, struggling to put the, you know, the, the, you know, put the pedal to the road, so to speak, or the rubber to the road to pay these bills is entertainment. And one of the things that I find almost fascinating uh, to the point where I have to mention it at least well, a couple of times every, uh, you know, every other month is the fact that Microsoft or specifically Xbox mm-hmm. allows people of every financial station to be a part of the conversation in gaming. Gaming's expensive. Mm, Games perfect. here, if you buy a game, whether that be on Xbox, Nintendo, or or, or PlayStation, is seventy six forty three after tax, um, and that is a lot of money. Uh, and instead of spending that that money on that one game, you can have Xbox Game Pass for nearly five months, 
Um, and that is a really big deal. And when you consider that last year, uh, they put they had set over seven thousand dollars worth of games. This year they have almost nine. Mm-hmm. It is safe to suggest that they're going to at least match it, potentially go further with it. What are your thoughts on this this confirmation from uh, TrueAchievements.com? So I don't even necessarily think that they need to rise above that this year. I think that just looking at the games that they already have slated to come out, like what we know, those could be yeah. the only ones like day one games that they add. And I think I'd be pretty happy for the rest of the year, to be honest. Yeah, that's no, true. Um, like there's a ton of stuff going into it. And then there's all the, all the first party stuff that we don't even necessarily have release dates for, but we know is going to be 2024, like Hellblade and all that. Um, like it's already going to be an extremely compelling service, even if they cap it at the things we already know about. So I don't necessarily think that they need to like go above and beyond on it. Um, but why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think once you start throwing in the Activision Blizzard catalog and, and mm-hmm. you know, you're launching a, the Call of Duty games on there, I think those numbers are going to go up real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I think that we do probably see the amount of money go like being spent back into it rise as well. Cause that's just, I mean, that's how you do it. You invest in yourself and, and more people come in because there's more and more games that they want to play. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Uh, I don't know at this point what they, <laughs> what else is even coming out 2024 that they would buy into. I was uh, I was looking up a list of all the the games of 2024, and to be honest with you, right now there's not like a ton that I'm super excited for. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I assume we're going to get a lot of news first half of the year here about like you know what's mm-hmm. coming up in the tail half because all we have right now is stuff for the first couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. A lot of the stuff that we have release dates for is already going to be in Game Pass day one. So there's not even a lot of things to be like, they should get this or they should get that because like it's already it's already happening. Um, yeah, all they got to do is avoid stomping on each other's feet. You know, if they put yeah. something out, just make sure that the small guy doesn't get stomped, you know? Yeah, it's it's looking like I mean, I'm sure 2024 is going to be a really great year for everybody uh, in terms of games. Uh, hopefully PlayStation announces some stuff. Nintendo tends to not really announce things until they're about to come out anyway. So I, I'm sure we'll get some things from that. I think the only thing I saw that I know Nintendo has is the uh, that Princess Peach game. That's the only one that I know about. I'm sure there's more. That's the only one that I was like aware of. Um, but yeah, I don't necessarily think that they need to like compete that hard with it right now because there's there's not... <laughs> I mean, like, what, like, who's their competition in that space? It's like PS Plus isn't doing anything. Uh, Nintendo's yeah. online thing is is good. Like, you know, I enjoy the the back catalog of games that they put in there, but it's never going to be like it's a very different model. It's they yes. don't even really have all the yeah. Games Nintendo's definitely for. very Nintendo's mm-hmm. definitely yeah. very different. Um, like they they added the Game Boy catalog and didn't add any <laughs> any of the Pokemon yeah, games. They, and I'm like, they what definitely have to go. They definitely go hard. They have to go hard. They they have to know what's happening in the background with the other companies. Like, yeah, for sure, PlayStation has something. As an opponent, you can't just like slack yeah, when no, the other people sure. are slacking. You know, they got to really know. put their foot forward. I don't. They know, have man. to. It seems like there's going to be a lot of second and third parties, but again, when you have yeah. the branding, that's what I've always been speaking to. Like when you have that brand power, and you're yep. and you 
can stand on your own with that it's just a different mm -hmm. conversation at the end of the day because sony's going to be okay at the end of the, like no matter what sony's going to sony has to literally give up and yeah. say you know what xbox just bring mm -hmm. your games or just game pass if if that happens then we know where the industry is at at that point mm -hmm. but again to like your point games like i games i just don't it's hard for me to imagine that playstation literally has nothing and if that yeah. is where we are at right now we're just gonna say oh man they got stellar blade and xbox has we got hellblade you got avowed you yeah. got all these other games that are sort of planning on to release along with that inherent uh value of game pass that we just got done talking about it's like what what is playstation going to come out and say and that's what i've been interested in as someone who is in the xbox ecosystem who wants to invest into the playstation ecosystem um what what are you giving me what where what are you giving your consumers so, like what other games are coming out what other ip there's no hopes and dreams even now i that always used to be a thing like we're in a very gray area um as far as gaming goes and yeah, that's people yeah, that's felt this scary. way about game pass right they were like i think game pass is the gray area and it's like i don't know there might be this other gray area over here but gray areas are very scary for literally everyone, right? Even fighting, yeah. right? If you don't know who's stepping in that ring, you know, you're, you're probably scared, right? You're more nervous. Which uh, so point. it's very it's mm -hmm. very scary. You got to trust in your ability and go full throttle, right? But mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they shouldn't take the... The, the pedal off they shouldn't they should train as hard as they yep. train right uh, for the next fight because you don't know who's gonna pop in that gym right you have no idea <laughs> so you gotta to train hard point, and to that point right there i don't mean to rub but that's it just yeah. in the sake of competition yes. things have been back and forth right that's what we yes. have always talked about oh don't worry guys xbox is gonna win this time then playstation I've always mm -hmm. made the point that that shouldn't exist anyway because PlayStation is a hardware company and they've been in the competition longer. So why are you as the veteran taking hits in your third generation? That doesn't Anyway, mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense to me. That should be your prime. But now that for that sake of competition, I don't think there has to be this back and forth. What if you go for a couple generations? What if you happen to change how people just fundamentally think about games? which is how if you really look at it and step back that is what microsoft has created for better or for worse we're going to find out for sure because licensing is already a problem for us as a consumer but if they somehow figure it out where game pass literally allows you or xbox allows you to play your games anywhere and their competition still says no nah, you got to come to playstation i w does that make sense to anybody no, it does not, and 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 that's again. And that's it's one what of those, I, that's that's my word. Yeah, yeah, Steel, that's a great point because it's yeah. one of those things that you know Sony's already on their back heel, right? That that this folks, you can say Maybe. whatever yeah. you want yeah. about console sales because that's the new trend, right? Now exactly. now now there are these 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 knuckleheads, these road exactly. scholars, if you will touting how many consoles that they so good on them that they sold that's consoles. Uh, yeah, you know what? Man, that's, that's amazing. It's it's amazing. Congratulations! You know you're selling more than you did at this time with PlayStation Four. Wow, but you know what? You're not selling games because you don't have man. any games. They don't have any games to sell. And as a matter of fact, the list came out today that Sony put out there, and they gave a world ranking of the games, the, the top three games 
uh, being played across the countries and, and, and across the world, folks. And you know what the one running narrative, and we're probably going to break that down tomorrow night or at least maybe, you know what, I think I'll save that that topic for Thursday when I sit down with C-Money. Mm-hmm. There was not one first-party game in the entire world that was playing in their top three. Not one. Can I jump off of you for one second? Sure, go right ahead. Uh, oh. In that point, look, guys, like, I, I the only okay so when it comes to sony i again i i'm in this like i mm-hmm. i talk trash about them and and whatever that's my you know i'm, I'm a trash talker but this is not mm-hmm. trash talk look for real sony built their whole brand right on having square enix right almost tied back and forth with nintendo and sony right they tied square enix they tied that big name to playstation everybody thought that's the way to go for square enix games right Mm. uh then you look at uh spyro and you look at all these Mm. other characters that start popping up not one of these are first party Right, they mm. built their whole platform. Nathan Drake didn't pop up, and that's why you're playing a PlayStation. No, you bought a PlayStation because you knew mm. Square Enix games are day one. All these Japanese games, Capcom, you know, all these games are day one, right? Game on the platform, their biggest, they're 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 beautiful on it. It's like the biggest thing ever. They built their brand off of that. People blind to that is a little strange to me. They don't have the selling power Nintendo has. Like, let's hop on to Nintendo. Nintendo, right? They built their platform off of Mario and exclusive games, first-party exclusive games. Mm-hmm. Once the tide starts to shift, okay? This is where PlayStation actually has to be careful. Once the, the, the tide starts to shift and all these games, Square Enix, Capcom games, all, all these third parties that were so gigantic and made PlayStation what they are, right? Once all those players start to go day one on Xbox, okay, let's be serious. Mm-hmm. Once Xbox has Call of Duty branding all to, the, all to their themselves, right? Activision games. Once ZeniMax starts to take off, right? In, into big territory. Do you really think that God of War is Mario? Do you really think that, you know, Uncharted is Mario? Can PlayStation actually live in second place like uh, or third place like Xbox did? Do you think they could live there? Because that's the really scary part about PlayStation. They're riding off of things off... 300 uh, 300 million budgets right for spider-man yeah and 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 like uncharted and spider-man's not even yours like what 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 starts to happen when when all those let's say 30 000, uh, 30 million people start to shift to xbox right what what happens to you can you Look, live with making those big budget games and staying alive and healthy off of your first party when you when can you do that like and i know, anyways, I know I, i'm worried in that way 500 million but like at no, least but, but they have money. <laughs> no, but but the, see, that's and, the difference. Guys, that's yeah. everybody says that, right? But that's the difference exactly. is that that's Microsoft was yeah. able to survive because they're Microsoft, mm-hmm. right? But PlayStation isn't Microsoft. So if you're third place and you're trying to claw everyone to your platform, and the only thing you have is l- licensed games like Marvel, right? 
and all you have is God of War and Uncharted and those little tiny games that don't actually matter in the grand scheme of things, how does your budget look? And what do you start to produce? It's going to be really scary and people are blind to it. And I don't know why. Dude, I don't know why. Phenomenal points. Absolutely phenomenal yeah. points. Uh, we, 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 Steel, Steel has been talking about it with Pong on Living Split Screen on what what does the future look like for Sony in third place. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's wow. not good uh, because they they said it themselves in the, in the leaked documents. They are expecting, not that it's possible to happen, not that it could happen. They were expecting that that Xbox is going to leapfrog them. That is their words, not mine. And that is, in fact, going to happen because when you look at this year alone, um, they don't have any first party games. Now, could they? Sure. But, you know, we're still waiting on the, you know, that rumored last show by Colin Morality. They're coming out. It's going to be a, a year of dreams part two. And we're still waiting, folks. Uh, and I think you're going to be waiting for quite some time because, well, they're in a tailspin. They had to shift. Uh, they have to. They had to shift under Jim Ryan's leadership to gas games. And when he was fired, they had to then reevaluate uh, the twelve games. They canceled six of them. Six of them are still in development, supposedly. And now, now we we know that they're they're first party teams, which they know how to make good games, folks. They do. Maybe it's not your game, but I like them. Right? Those are going to take years to pivot. And, you know, I mean, a perfect example of a failure at leadership that no one no one in the press is talking about is the fact that a game like Last of Us Online was in development for three years. The kibosh was put on by Bungie, who they bought for three point six billion dollars, which I think was way over what they should have spent. And now you ask the question, well, with Bungie having the problems that they're having and they're supposed to be the savior, who saves the savior at Sony. This is why they're in a pickle, folks. But we want to move on to a topic, folks, that is just warming my heart thinking about it. Now, it may not be your game, but my sister-in-law, who is amazing, got me a banjo uh, uh, statue that is politely sitting right in front of me. And I know there are banjo bros out there, right? I know Paris Lily. Right, good Paris friend of the show. He is a banjo bro, right along me, uh, with me. Well, we, we know we know that uh, you know, and 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 shout out to of course Jez Corden and uh, and uh, Randall Thor of the Xbox Two podcast. I don't know. They talk about banjo bros, right? I don't know if they're actually banjo fans, but here's the thing: we know who is definitely a banjo fan, and that is Phil Spencer, because thanks to an article from TheGamer.com written by Rion uh, Bevan, uh, and this was published uh, quite a quite a while ago. I just I, you know I brought it in for context. Phil Spencer, in an interview, acknowledged the calls for a new Banjo-Kazooie title, saying, Banjo fans, I hear you. Now, of course, the article says, while this is far from a confirmation that a new game is in the works, it implies that the series is still being kept in mind and that Xbox knows fans would love a new game after all these years. And, of course, I have to bring in our very good friend, friend of this program, friend of the community. You know him as Ecstasies. I mentioned him in the opening. He is a Spanish from Spain YouTuber who not only is amazing 
at what he does as a content creator, but he also has massive connections. And in a post that he put out just last week, folks, he says this. I clarify, this is not an April Fool's joke. A famous leaker has confirmed the information we gave some time ago on the channel that there is, in fact, a new Banjo-Kazooie, and it's coming. Pause. The popular insider Nate Drake has confirmed it, and it, there is reason enough to believe to get hype about this project that Xbox will bring. Also, let's remember what Phil said. Banjo fans, I hear you. Now, Steele, I want to go to you first on this because, listen, <laughs> the thing is this. Uh, yeah. We are we, we just finished talking about Xbox Game Pass, right? And mm -hmm. we are, folks, are in an era where, and I said this in the opening, Microsoft as a company and Xbox as a platform has literally changed the game, pun intended, and they have turned how making money on selling video games up on its head by introducing Xbox Game Pass in 2017. Now, it wasn't profitable then, but it is massively profitable for them now. And the thing about a Banjo game is that Microsoft, as a company, doesn't need to sell 10 million, 10 million copies of it. See, like, a perfect example of what I'm talking about here, folks, is we turn our attention to Sony. Now, we have learned that uh, they have sold about 6.1 million copies of Spider-Man 2. But they need to sell, I believe it was, eight million, seven or 8 million copies to be considered breaking even. But companies don't want to break even, Steel. They want to make money leaps and bounds for their investors. Mm -hmm. Where the, the idea of a new Banjo-Kazooie having or coming to fruition is a thing is that xbox doesn't need 10 million banjo bros to go and buy this game what they need is for this game to take center stage whether it be at a direct whether it be at e at the equivalent of e3 in the summer event or at a gamescom or at another event where they show this off and that goes into the service that's going to have a Hellblade 2, and it's going to have an Avowed, and a, a, a Clockwork Revolution, and a South of Midnight, mm -hmm. and, uh, and a potential Gears collection. So this game that doesn't need to sell 10 million copies goes into this pool of games and says, wait a second, I remember playing that with when I was a kid. I want my son or daughter to experience this Banjo-Kazooie because I love the character. Maybe they will. And that is how they make their money. What What are your thoughts on Banjo potentially coming back? I mean, to to be honest, um, I I haven't been the biggest Banjo fan. I, I think I'm, I I'm gonna you. let my Banjo Bros down. Uh, I've been <laughs> off to the wayside. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie though. No! I, I did. I did love Ban I did love the first banjo back in the day though. I never got a chance to play the second one and I don't have any genuine interest to play banjo again. I like for my my sweet childhood memories to be just that sweet. I don't want to be uh, woken up to a reality where I realize that the game may not be as great as I remember. Um <laughs> or the chance of that. Although from what I have seen from people playing it though, um even even the what's a it was a banjo tui 
uh, nuts and bolts or something like that. Yeah, the, the one 360 that Zelda's yeah. like. Yeah, it's it's not a. I, I tried playing it. I, I put about a, a ten hours in the beginning of the year. It's it's just not a good banjo me. game. Honestly, it's it's just not. Say, and then when you have something like that, that's the most recent example. And banjo hasn't traditionally sold the greatest. Um, to your boom, because you do have Game Pass, you do have the chance to take chance. Um, but the main thing is just making sure that you have a studio um, that is very passionate about bringing that IP back, right? Um, if Rare isn't going to do it, then you have to make sure that it's under good tutelage and that these people... Because the one thing about Xbox that I have at least seen, um, there does seem to be a much more care towards their IP than I have seen from others outside of Nintendo, which I don't know if that's care or not because Pokemon shouldn't release at the quality that it released it at. Like, there... Pokemon is the number one brand, and it should be one of the games that has the greatest quality. But that's a different uh, different rant for me. Um, but anyway, stick, just sticking to Xbox, bringing in Banjo would at least like fulfill that want for family-friendly games that I know Phil always talks about also. Um, so it's like there is it's a double-edged blade. But I does, but I do think that it swings more so in the favor uh, for your consumer because again, because it is in Game Pass, and because I do have those memories. If it if the game is of good quality, even if they just remade the first game to start, right, and say, so, you know yes. what, we're the new team, we're gonna jump in here, we wanna we want to give the fans of what our vision of that is, but we want you to know but we understand kind of like what playground is doing with fable right they went back and grabbed some of the old lion head people and they're like hey we want to make sure that we understand what fable is and we saw with that trailer that he seemingly understands the humor understand that there needs to be a quality element to it um and that's what i would expect to get out of a banjo what at least what i would expect from xbox to put into a banjo if they do that and if it's of good quality again like they say you make good games people will play them and it could end up being a reason that people come to your platform. Do I foresee that being the case? No. You know, I think there's some other ones, you know, go ahead and mess with, mess with Crash a bit more. Maybe Spyro. Uh, but again, or maybe these characters need to fall to the wayside. Maybe we need an official kart racer. Boom. I think that's where, where we're at. Maybe just Banjo needs to be. We need a Banjo kart racer. There's been all these other ones that have been Don't happening. Make Don't Boom's dreams come true. Make yes, Boom's yes, dreams come true. Any Banjo nah. is a good Banjo day. Uh, listen, uh, uh, Gamesley, I want to bring you in in a second. Uh, I, I, I want to just catch up on the Super Chat so we here we all have a couple uh andre doyle generous friend of the program drops an outstanding two dollar super chat and says uh hellblade 2 arc 2 stalker 2 avowed etc 2024 yeah that i mean that's that is just the start of it there is so much potentially coming out i mean again you know south of midnight was rated uh you know clockwork revolution was uh was rated we do know for a fact or at least i know for a fact that there is a Gears of War collection. It exists. What that looks like, what they're doing. I have some other information. I will not disclose that. Uh, That's not for me to do. I'm not a developer. I can say that from what I was told, and again, shout out to Idle Sloth, who slothed me, and we got picked up by a couple of uh, by a couple of websites, which is pretty cool for the channel. Uh, it does exist. This is what my, uh, my, my connection told me, and I've heard it from multiple sources. Uh, but I have other information that I'm not willing. I was asked not to put out there, so I won't. But if that drops on top of what we, what he just said, I mean, I don't think anyone can beat, not even Nintendo with a new console. 
uh, it's going to be big, and I'm buying it day one. And there is rumors for the Nintendo Switch 2 to launch with a new F-Zero. Thank God, finally, and a new 3D Mario. Yes, please, uh, among other things. So we'll see. Uh, Gerald Mack drops an outstanding, very generous $5 super chat and says, in all caps, by the way, Xbox has separated themselves from PlayStation in terms of games quality and quantity is a different game that Sony may not be able to play. Yeah, I, I don't think Sony is, if you get one first party game that has not been announced in 2024 that is probably the best you're going to do that's why in those leaked documents we heard that they're going super strong when it comes to third party locking up uh those those exclusives for their brand because they don't have anything ready well that's surprise, that's, what surprise. With, that's what happens with bad management uh cullen prime who's been a channel member for four months says xbox doesn't need to win the console war they're winning the gaming war indeed that they are and just look at the numbers and i cannot wait to see we'll learn shortly what the third uh what the fourth quarter is going to look like for xbox and it's going to be probably the most money out of everyone simply because of call of duty by itself um but uh, uh games let, let, let's bring you in on the conversation okay look uh, I understand that Banjo it may not be a game for you. And uh, and if you did play it, it was years ago, and maybe you don't have an affection for the character, and, and that's, that's perfectly fine. But I think that we are in an era where um, you don't really have to reinvent the wheel. And how we know that's a fact is by how Capcom specifically has released Resident Evil 7 and 8. They took it in a different direction. A lot of people were on the fence, including myself, as being a Resident Evil freak. was like, I don't know about this first-person stuff. Enjoyed them very much. But then they went and they said, okay, we are going to appease our diehard fans. And they remade Resident Evil 2. And they did it with unbelievable TLC Attention to detail like no other. It's probably one of the best remakes ever. Now, if they didn't want to, because again, you got to remember, Banjo Kazooie is an N64 character. Now, granted, he is playable in Smash Brothers. Uh, if you anyone watched any of those reveal videos of it, people went crazy. It, it got me emotional. They got so excited because I'm a I'm a Banjo guy, right? They don't have to reinvent the wheel, and I don't think it's necessary to make a, uh, a game, like Steele was saying, a game from scratch to a new audience. Remake the original. Take the TLC that went into Resident Evil 2. Take that same ideology. Push it onto Banjo. Put it out there for the masses, and if the masses respond, that's when you make your sequel, or you just you, you remaster the second. You remake the second one, and then you follow your suit with a sequel. What what are your thoughts, Gamesley, on this? Okay, well, first off, I loved the mascot era of gaming. Mm. I just loved it. We got the best competition during that era, right? We got Indeed. Spyro, we got Jack and Daxter, we got freaking every everything. We we got everything. Mario, all this stuff. Sonic. I mean, all all this stuff was incredible and incredibly creative. Uh, creativity that is lacked in some of these big open world games and these big IPs. Um, I'm so excited. So if I'm going to give Banjo and that fan base credit is that 
man, you're making this happen. There's a demand for these characters, even though it's it's not as big. It, there's a demand for these guys, and I'm glad that Xbox has the power to do it. And again, thanks to Game Pass, it doesn't have to be a gigantic number of sales to make them revisit characters and and you know make new games, right? So props to that. I'm I, I there, we know it's relevant. We know it's very relevant. Um, I I can't count how many fans uh, take that how uh, on one hand take that how it is. Um, that's a hand joke. Laugh. That's a hand joke. Laugh. To, laugh at it. I only have four fingers. Um, <laughs> there's not a giant fan base, but there's enough to keep it afloat and keep it alive. And I, I love seeing mascots come back. We need more mascots. Who's next? Daniel, let's go. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know if uh, Boom walked away. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, feel for time. Uh, no. Yeah. So here's the thing. I I think the first Banjo Kazooie is a perfectly fine game for the time it came out back before video games were video games. Uh, and then Tui came out and was bad, and the Nuts and Bolts came out and was even worse. Right. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. just like. Do I need another banjo? No, I don't care at all. Like even a little bit. Like I think oh, man. there are there are dozens. I thought you're gonna be a positive spin on no, it. Not even. No, 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 this is what we love about Daniel. He, he, he rips he rips off the bandit and takes hair with it. Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah. Keep, keep keep going. <laughs> There's, oh, there's probably like a dozen uh, mascots that I would rather see brought back. Where's my Sly Cooper? Where's my Jack yeah, and Daxter? I'd like to yeah. see a lot of these things come back. Jack Andrew and Daxter Kazooie, got no. Jack and Daxter got murdered by Naughty Dog, unfortunately. That's true. That did happen. Yeah. Um, so, like, do I personally want this game to come back? I don't really care. I mean, it is. It's. It's like what Boom said, right? Like, not every game that they make needs to be a big hit anymore because of Game Pass. They can just right. put out games that people want to make. So, I do think that it makes sense for them. It's an easy crowd pop for the like you know seventeen people that still care about Banjo Kazooie. Uh, and you know, some of those four, people, four people. Some of those people work in the media, so they'll be able to, you know, write some good articles about like, oh man, they're bringing back Banjo, and then immediately change it to like, well, it's only an eight out of ten, so it's the worst game that's ever been made. Um, that's or whatever. True. Yeah, uh, we'll see. So, so I don't know. I think it's an easy win for them to just be like, here's a probably pretty low budget, you know, mascot platformer. Uh, and really, mm. all it has to do is be acceptable, and I think people will be fine with it. So, yeah, why not go for Isn't it? That- isn't that super free? Sorry, I almost swore. Super exciting. Like, it, it like to at least have Xbox have like they, they have iconic characters, they have Chief sure. and, and stuff like that. But it's so exciting to have Spyro and Banjo, Spyro, like, Banjo, and Crash and Crash. Man, yeah. I man, mean, if you really it, want to go crazy. deep, you could you could you you you, you can throw Conquer into the conversation yeah. because there something. Like uh, and again, I know they they wouldn't do it because that's not their bag. But something like um, uh, uh, Tim Schafer Studio, a Double Fine, Double Fine. Uh, mm-hmm. would be an amazing studio to make a Conquer game because oh they God, know yeah. how to, uh, you know, a, you know, add that 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 sass, if you will. Look, I, I'll say this, and again, what I love about what xbox is doing and and and, and gamsley brought, brings up a great point they have iconic ip 
right? Mm-hmm. They literally, folks, and, and we know this. This this is facts. This is not this is not suggestions. They c- currently have nearly fifty studios, and of course, uh, you know, there, there's thirty four or thirty five of them that are named studios. And then, of course, you have places like Infinity Ward that have multiple studios that are oh just opened up another studio. So they have a bunch of developers in place. And I think that when you look at uh, specifically when you go when you take this podcast, and you rewind it all the way back to what we talked about ABK. There are a lot of studios that were in those Call of Duty salt mines, if you will. Uh, and again, that that, that those word that wording comes from um, our good friend Kaysante. And uh, they are they are still probably going to be a part of the cogs that make Call of Duty, but they're not going to be uh, stuck doing just that. Something like Toys for Bob, who obviously were made famous thanks to Spyro that they created, as well as, of course, Crash Bandicoot. They were a big part of those games. Could they take on the mantle or or did they did they, you know, grab a third party? You know, there's a game that came out a couple of years ago called ukulele that entire team is all former rare developers that made this studio to make a love letter to uh to banjo kazooie and if you've never played it you should because it's freaking phenomenal um but again i i i understand that there is a small and i and i mean this there's a small subset of people that are cheering this on there are a couple people in the chat saying oh thank thanks thank goodness somebody's keeping it real and saying that you know capping for for banjo, hey brother, if it's not your type of game, I hear you, but it's my type of game. And I think that one of the things that Xbox Game Pass needs is to have family games that are in there outside of Minecraft. Um, you know, there there are areas in Game Pass that are lacking. We still don't have a new killer instinct, even though we know that is in development. The team that brought us seasons two and three are making the next iteration of Killer Instinct, whatever that is. And there's no doubt that studio has already been acquired, just haven't been announced yet. Um, So the fighting genre that is missing from the lineup of Game Pass is going to be taken care of. It's currently being taken care of. But when you have Crash and you have Spyro and you have a Banjo-Kazooie, platformers are still a thing. Just go ask Nintendo, who mm-hmm. consistently puts out platformers that sell millions of copies. Now, granted, there's going to be people here that say, well, wait a second, Boom. You can't compare Mario to Crash Bandicoot or or or, or to Banjo-Kazooie, and you might be onto something. One, you know, obviously Banjo, depending on who you ask, I think he's iconic. I think, I think Banjo and Kazooie, both of them are iconic. They started out on Nintendo. Um, but again, not the biggest story of the day for sure. Uh, but you know, one that I wanted to, you know, kind of talk about, cause well, I'm a Banjo Kazooie fanboy, and I'm, I'm hoping that that game does come back and well, it looks like it is going to come back in a big way. And hopefully, uh, again, it's one of those things, Daniel, that you go right back to you about them not needing to sell a million, you know, 5 million copies of this to be, you know, right. to be a relevant conversation as to why, they took yeah. it. And again, all you have to do is look at some of the games like, for instance, Grounded. Grounded was made by 12 people. It's a small budgeted game. And now look at it. So I'm not saying that yeah. it's going to happen with Banjo, but they could make a small team or get a small team to remake the original yeah. 
maybe it's not the biggest budget and but it very well could take off it could like just because i don't care about banjo doesn't mean that there's no shot Mm -hmm. for it being successful right like there's there's a whole a whole group of people who really love platformers and and want to see those mascots come back right so i i definitely can see that that could be a big win for them and that's that's sort of one of the things that i am sort of upset with playstation with in these last couple years is that they're they feel like so gun shy like they're so afraid to take to take risks because they can't yes. afford to fail, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's why we see them canceling factions and like doing all this stuff. And, and it's like when you're, when you're making a lot of games, you when, really, when you're making any kind of art, you, you can't be afraid to fail. You have to be able to just put these things out. And then if it doesn't go your way, then like, you know, roll with the punches. Right. Cause it's exactly what you were saying with grounded, right. That came out and it wasn't like an overnight success. Like it came out and it was, kind of rough at launch and people saw the bones of it and were like oh it's it's like a little honey i shrunk the kids survival game there's there's Mm -hmm. something fun here but it wasn't what it is now then they had to really stick with it and add a bunch of updates and stuff before that that user base found it and it's the same thing for like sea of thieves or whatever right so you got to be willing to take these these shots to to see what's going to stick and what's going to you know continue on to become a more important franchise for you going forward and like Banjo could very well be that. There's definitely like nostalgia cachet for that. If they can find a way to make platformers fun again, then like, yeah, 100%, get in there. Just that being, just Banjo existing again, you best believe that PlayStation will be forced into it. PlayStation for decades have been trying to make something so iconic like Mario, right? Right now it's Spider-Man, right? But they're going to have to follow suit. Like, I mean, Sackboy might come back because of it, right? Sackboy might, uh, Sackboy in a better way might come out of it again uh, in competition. Uh, stuff like Astrobot, right? Might, Astrobot? Is that the new yeah, Astrobot? Like, the yeah, robot? That's, yes. yeah. yeah, the little, the little like, tiny robot. That might yeah. come back from, like, in a big way, bigger or whatever. Like, there has to be competition in the area for people to force. And you, if, if Banjo explodes and Spyro explodes again because of Game Pass, just the sheer number, they can't, they can't ignore it. Because then you have to. You're going to be like, well, we're going to make a game better than that. And it's Astrobot or something, right? And that's important. And Banjo living is very important. So uh, I hate it. <laughs> I think it's useless. <laughs> but uh, I rather it exist and force a little bit of competition in that mascot area than it not existing at all. Yep. I, listen, I agree. I absolutely agree. Listen, I, we, we again, I didn't know how long the show was going to go, but we still got 35, 35 plus minutes, folks. So we do have another topic that I do want to get into in a hot second. So let me just pull this up. And uh, we will get to that uh, that fourth topic. Now, obviously, uh, when you talk about Xbox, I think that the first thing that you know most people think about uh, is achievements, because obviously the achievement system that was made into this monstrosity that it is now started out when the Xbox 360 launched. And why we're talking about achievements? Because, well, thanks to, of course special nick uh who's a good friend of this program great friend of the community uh has uh was out there uh, on xbox era with john and uh they were talking about he's some some things that he is hearing and that uh that xbox has in fact uh done an achievement overhaul and we should be seeing it sometime in 2024 
The question is, did it need to be improved? Steel, I'm going to go to you first, brother. Uh, the achievement system is uh, something that a lot of you know platforms copied. Sony, specifically, when the PlayStation 3 first launched, did not have trophies, um, but eventually made their trophy system with you know a bronze, a silver, a gold, and of course the platinum trophies, which is which would be considered the equivalent of a 1,000 out of 1,000 achievement game. The difference, though, is you are awarded, and a lot of people, there are a lot of people that really dig these platinum trophies. It is your medals of honor, so to speak. I only have a few, but I have platinum a few games that I fell in love with, uh, Ghost of Tsushima being one of them, Spider-Man 2018 being another. I'm, I think, two trophies away from platinuming Miles Morales. I love the game that much that i did all of the silly side quests to try and get the uh the 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 platinum uh a trophy but steel mm-hmm. there have been a lot of people that have been doing these uh, the call outs for xbox to do some sort of upgrade uh and again we there are those diamond achievements there and they're not platinums right. they're, they're achievements for Certain things that you do that are not the on you know the the norm they're they're special they have a special sound mm-hmm. when it pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- th- my question <laughs> too is: Did the achievement uh, system need to be overhauled? And are you excited? Well, if you ask me, I think I'm probably one of the more interesting people to ask about this because I can't wait me, to hear. <laughs> um, I don't care about achievements. I have not cared about achievements in a very long time. Um, are they nice to pop up uh, when I see them? Yeah, sure. Um, but because it goes on to, it's become kind of more so this, oh, it, it, you get a certain amount of credibility depending on how many gamma score that you have. Um, I've found it to be kind of more laughable than anything else because that's what people, that's what it's used for more than anything, more than a personal benefit. Um, now, I do get that some people find, um, do get the personal benefit out of out of it, and, that, and that's why I do agree that Xbox should inherently um, make the system better because they haven't enhanced it for any reason. Um, now, for me, the reason I say that it's not for me is because I'm a multiplayer gamer. I can spend thousands of hours in a game and have, um, again, it's out the Halo, Gears, Forza, um, Black Desert. There's so many different games that I've played throughout the years that I've the, that I've dumped my time into because they are we were just good games. Um, I don't get and I don't get anything from that. Now I can't rely on Xbox to go in every single game and give me somebody who decides to envelop myself in that world for X amount of time um, additional achievements or additional benefits for. Um, for doing so now i do think that that's where we should and that's where we should go um because inherently you give those people additional value to pour even more or stay within your ecosystem because you're awarding them for that time and i think that's more so where the achievement system has failed me is that once i've beaten the game i'm not a guy who goes back through the game i don't ever i have never pulled up my achievement list i can't tell you the last maybe in the 360 generation earlier on for a gears 2 achievement maybe but even then like 
I was playing multiplayer more so, so I, I never ended up going back to that list. So for me, uh, for the people that wanted it, continuously want to see that score go up, like that's, hey, I, I want y'all to get the best achievement system possible. Um, but until they make it more inherently valuable to you as the consumer as in hey for x amount of time spent in this game we're going to give you some some bucks back or hey um if you do these things in these games you're able to get some of these things back and i know they curate some of that stuff now but it's not like it's based off of achievement on a specific type of game just because you got the hardest achievement in that game you don't get anything for that other than oh man i got it but if we gave you something for that like it's a 500g achievement it's five dollars boom i appreciate you appreciate you for spending your time focusing on getting this achievement, I think that would be a better value to the consumer and would enhance that system. But for me right now, um, as it stands, I can honestly care less about it because the va the it needs to be, all that effort that they're putting into that needs to be put into the games. We're yeah. still getting broken games. We're still getting things that are not complete. The systems in the games aren't complete. Shout out to Starfield. It's an eight. It was an eight for me last year um, for 2023, right? Um, I was up there in my, as my number two for game of the year. But it had issues that, hey, maybe there's some of that energy that you're spending on achievements. I could use that in Starfield um, just as an example. So it's just that's where I start going with it. And then I start going on a tirade a bit. But... <laughs> that's just me so um again i don't want to take away from it i'm not saying it's dumb or anything like that but uh, i just haven't uh found any value in it over the years uh since it was introduced so i mean listen again it's something that some people like hold high in regard uh like mm -hmm. look for instance i i actually really do uh i i achievement hunt uh i i, I play a game uh if i get a good uh portion of the achievements i do try to 1000 out of it i, I don't have i mean my game of score is 343,708 currently uh i i got uh just a pinch under 8,000 gamer score for december which was massive uh i don't normally do that but i was playing a lot of shumps and uh you know there there there's achievements to be had in those and i quite enjoyed it um, I like the idea of an overhaul. I don't know what else they can do. I do like the platinum achievement ideology. Maybe you, you know, there's going to be, I don't know what they're going to call it or what it's going to look like, but, uh, Gamsley, before I bring you in, I, I do want to show, you know, uh, just stop the footage for a second. And I want to do a screen share because I have it queued, uh, for that, uh, that Xbox era episode. Uh, and of course, this goes a big shout out to Idle Sloth who put this out on the socials as he does. So let me just do a full screen. And folks, this is what uh, Special Nick of the Xbox era had to say. Especially just emphasize rumor mill, not leak. Yeah. This is definitely. I know, but that's not how everyone. That's not how everyone treats it. They don't yeah. treat it like a rumor Fuck mill. Fuck them all. Fine, come cool. on, go for it. Okay. All right, so now, um, impromptu part two rumor mill. Impromptu part two rumor mill. Um, what I'm hearing, <laughs> reading. <laughs> just got me. I just got a DM about it. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that uh, we are Xbox. Xbox are nearly done with their achievement overhaul with changes to achievements and we should be seeing it 
next year. So I guess I, I, when they say next year, I assume they're aware of the fact that it's New Year's Eve. So I'm, I'm guessing they mean 2024 there. But we should be, at, at the very least, being shown it. Because you know how sometimes they put stuff in beta and then it goes through different rings. So it might be one of those things that makes its way through. I don't know. They're not saying that. I'm saying that. I'm Always like, a speculation that it's now. I can't fact. help it because I'm, I'm trying to clarify. <laughs> but hey, like Jason did a super chat earlier on in the show where he asked, like, for me, one of the things I'm really looking for. I know. Jason asked that he wants to see the achievement overhaul. And then I'm like, I just got a DM about it now that they should be showing, at least showing maybe not releasing, but at least showing the achievement overhaul, whatever that looks like next year, that people have been... And isn't it funny? We were talking about it with Macca. Yeah. We were saying, and I said that I had heard, I got a DM like, how long ago was it, Jesse? Like a year ago or so about Mm -hmm. changes to achievements. I just got this right now while we were were on air. They're like, I'm watching your show. You want this? I wasn't going to because I was a bit funny about it, but yeah. it's a potential. Oh, it's a rumor. I mean, now it's 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 fact and it's just another guess you got wrong. It's a it's rumor. It's all rumors for me. I'm not you Tom Henderson. Guessed. I'm not Jeff Grubb. I'm I'm just a dude. I keep saying it. I'm a pleb that just people give stuff to. And I trust most of these people with your there life, you rightly or wrongly. So, yeah. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, so, 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 Gams, let's let, let, let's uh, let's bring you back in over here. Obviously, special Nick. Shout out to uh, the, the Xbox Era podcast. Phenomenal group of guys over there. Jesse Norris, uh, Nick, and obviously John. Great work that they do on a regular basis. Um, and uh, this is again, not certainly not the biggest story of the show, but one that I think a lot of people are digging because there are a lot of people here that are into achievements. Gamsley, what are your thoughts on the achievement overhaul that a lot of gamers have been asking for? Because obviously, the people want the equivalent of a platinum trophy for Xbox. All right. So first off, I love this topic. Uh, I'm super, super by nature, super competitive. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know, uh, but <laughs> um, I played games very competitively. World of Warcraft uh league of legends i mean oh oh my god one sec he got an alert on his i i am so sorry (laughs) i am so sorry that was awkward um i'm super competitive i i got very highly rated in valorant and league and all these all these big games very very highly rated trust me um more of that on another podcast maybe um so when I see these things, like all these little, it, it just hits my dopamine, right? When when I see an achievement pop up, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, cool. You know, I, I loved it in the 360 era. I loved that it was so big and in your face. You know, when you go in that menu, they were big pictures. Remember that? Like big yeah. pictures, like little icons and stuff like that. I loved it. And even the tiny stuff, like dressing your avatar with, uh, achievement rewards they gotta bring like like you were saying they gotta bring something to the table to make you feel good right they gotta do something mm-hmm. like that you know put put it in diablo kind of uh tier system you know common ultra epic legendary 
you know, whatever, perfect or something, you know, do that system and just give me something with it. Just give me that you completed the game, legendary achievement, and then give me an icon, a banner, uh, I don't know, an in-game skin. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Something, yeah. Like an in-game Diablo skin, like for their specific games, for first-party games, give me something. You do it with Halo for Game Pass rewards. You took away reward the reward system. If I had to guess, and I know that Jez Corden said why they took away awards and Bing and stuff. It was like tied to Bing and data recovery and all that stuff. But I would love to think that they're like, you know what? What if we tie the reward system? We have to have a reward system. We have to bring it back. Nintendo does it. So let's not lose our footing. Let's just Take all that data that we learned, how much people use it, how much people actually can access it, whatever, refine it, and then tie it to our achievement system. And I would think that is that would blow people away because you can't you can't lose to your competition in another aspect, right? Just clean this up and give it a good experience because you want to be a platform with Game Pass. And I think this is a great like a reward system tied to your achievements would probably grab a lot of people uh, like me that are competitive and like to play games and see the pop and hit that dopamine. Give me a freaking armor set. <laughs> Give me a icon or a banner. I love that stuff. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and a lot of people are in the chat talking about how they, they uh, well, they used to, uh, and, and there's still, you know, achievements attached to, you know, you, you getting your, your, your points, uh, uh, you know your 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 Xbox points, your Microsoft yeah rewards points. Yeah. yeah the rewards points which I, I I do on a daily basis like I play uh the you know the 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 puzzle game every day like to get my my sixty points uh, I I go and I answer a bunch of questions on Bing it's not as lucrative as it used to be like for instance they're, they're now they went from like ten points to like eight points you're like oh my god what I, I my score is not going up folks what's happening as a matter of fact there is even like before they used you guaranteed a hundred points. If you click on the, you know, the ten different, the twenty different stories that were worth, you know, ten points mm-hmm. piece or five, that 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 only gives you up to like twenty points on that and freezes. I think it's their mm-hmm. way of saying, hey, we're giving away too many points, people, because like I'm I'm closing in on two hundred thousand uh, reward points right now. Uh, I, yeah. I I don't need the money, and not that I'm rich, but I'm I'm banking it for what I'm, I'm going to keep banking it until maybe it helps me pay for the next console, whatever. I'm yeah. going to keep going, uh, but I I, I do. Like back in the days, you're you're right. They used to at- attach uh, in-game items, whether that be cosmetic or a gamer pick or something, to you getting this achievement. And I'd love to see them incorporate that again, especially yeah. with their version mm-hmm. of what they're gonna, whatever it's going to be, the platinum, if you will, it- for Xbox. And it was so sorry. I hate to cut you off, but I'm so no, passionate right. about this. Um, like, like you know, he's people in the pot pot in this podcast say, okay, we don't. They didn't even. We didn't even open our menu, right? It's like, mm-hmm. and people. A lot of people are like that. They don't even open their menu to get into the achievement system. But in the 360 era, that thing was so big. It was right. in your face. All yeah. the time, you used to see it all the time, right? And even when it pops, you're like, "Oh my god, you're enticed! It's big!" You're like enticed to just get it off your screen or whatever. But when you click in there, 
it's just just really welcoming like big screen tv like boom here's a big picture and a, your reward and blah 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 and that was really impactful to me it's the little tiny things but you tucking it in a corner and having a mini menu of it and like whatever it's like i don't know man it it doesn't scream premium to me anymore and it doesn't scream here's this big thing we're treating it as a big thing it, it's kind of just in the background and that's not what it should be in my opinion no no i i love it i i love it uh daniel before i bring you in on the conversation two super chats came in in the form of a two dollar super chat from sir x-men thank you for the generous uh donation as always brother he drops a two dollar super chat and says i care about achievements for the rewards program indeed points are good points get you get your free stuff nothing wrong with that and web dave generous friend of the program who is of course on Monday and Friday's Web. show, he drops a $2 super chat and says, Steel, can it be on to an achievement tied to the rewards? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, that's I think that's what it's about. Yeah. It could very it well tasty. be. They stopped the rewards program. Maybe it, it, it's running parallel, right, mm -hmm. Steel? That's why yeah. I said, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Daniel McGee, do you care? You don't care about Banjo. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. But you might care about achievements or you might not. Daniel, what are your thoughts yeah. on the the, the actual uh, – because like I said, this is something that people have been asking for uh, for quite some time. I'm glad that Xbox is listening. We know that they do. Thanks to this, uh, this, uh, the, the, the last show of the year for the Xbox era, which happened to be the, uh, Jan uh, December 31st. Obviously, it was revealed by Special Nick that he has heard literally on the show while he got a DM saying, hey, yeah, they're, they're overhoring it and they're going to show it uh, to us potentially next year. Did it need an overhaul? Yeah, so it's kind of two different questions. Is Do I care and does it need an overhaul? Do I care? No. Does it need an overhaul? Yes. Because um, it... Look, Xbox invented the whole like achievement system, and then it was mm -hmm. ripped off by cool. Steam and PlayStation. Uh, and PlayStation just does a better job of it now, right? Yes. The platinum achievement is just is just better, uh, or trophy, whatever you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, you know we got you. It's it's all the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, it definitely needed this overhaul. To Steel's point, like there's other things that they needed that they need to do more, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but also like. Steel, I think specifically, you said they need to put that effort more and in so into into games, uh, which is true. But also, like these are different teams, so I'm not hurt by it yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, here are some things they need to fix. Number one, add that mastery achievement, right? Get that in there. I don't care what you call it. I think we said the mastery achievement on one of these podcasts a while ago. Yeah. Uh, so definitely do that. Make it so that when there's a new update or a new DLC, it doesn't hurt your percentage of completion. I think that's really weird. Like, put it in a new tab, like how PlayStation does it, where, like, the DLC comes out and it gets added into a new thing, like a sub-tier underneath the existing one, so that you, if you... Th there have been games that I 100%ed on Xbox, and then, like, Hypebusters or whatever came out, and I was like, oh, well, now I gotta go and get all the achievements in that, too, because now I don't have 100% on that anymore. Uh, and so... That sucks. So don't do that, especially because a lot of sometimes they add achievements. <laughs> sometimes they add achievements for like an update. They'll be like, "Oh, we dropped a new yeah. season of Sea of Thieves. Here's seven new achievements." And I'm like, "No, what? No, the battle pass is the achievements for the, you. Don't need to do all this." Mm -hmm. Um, so like that's really annoying. Of just like, here's some more stuff, and it's like, "No, I was done. I finished. <laughs> don't put more on my plate. I'm full." Um, so. 
there's definitely some things that they need to fix about it. I think that they should also, uh, to to Gamsley's point, make it more of like a front-facing thing. You do have to go kind of into the back end to find your achievements, um, which it's not like super hard to find if you know where to go for it. Like it, it takes maybe a couple seconds, but I don't think that most people probably care. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. I think make it more front-facing, make it feel better, and then just like make the UI of it nicer. Like they added a thing i don't even know how long ago but like forever ago where you can actually track the achievements that you're trying to go after and it'll like pin it to the screen um and i don't know anybody who does that <laughs> i don't know a single I don't do that. yeah i don't i don't pin the achievements um, yeah such a so, good idea but didn't I mean, execute. you can do it you can 100 do it um I mean, that's honestly, that's one of the things that PlayStation needs to take from it is is the like mm-hmm. live updating of it where it's like, oh, you've gotten seven of the 10 things or whatever, and it'll update and then you can see it on your screen. Like, that's nice. Um, but no, yes, it does need an overhaul. They need to make it as good, if not better than the trophy system. Uh, and then, you know, it's fine. I don't think that it necessarily needs to be like the biggest thing in the world. I think the people who want to feel that gratification of 100%ing something, they just need they just need it to be serviced to them in a way that is prettier and easier to engage with. And then they'll do it for themselves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it'll be, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to be like, here's money for getting the achievements. Like you don't necessarily need to do that. It's nice. And I'll mm-hmm. take it. But like, you don't, it's unnecessary. No, I mean, it's I, I, to your point, especially about the, 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 the comparison of the platinum achievement, they, they, they absolutely need yeah, something. They need that uh for for anyone that gets a thousand out of a thousand again for some yeah. people it's not going to matter people yeah whatevs i don't care uh but i am i'm an achievement hunter i have been since inception and i quite enjoy getting the achievements uh obviously uh gamsley is also a fan of achievements and again that's that that's comp- that is his internal competitive nature that make him uh, a prime candidate for bringing back uh a re or well i should say overhauling the achievement and, and steals and I was like, yeah, you know what? He, achievements don't really w- go high on his list because he'll put fifteen hundred hours into a multiplayer game that doesn't have achievements past yeah. those achievements. So like you're not going to, yeah, you play yeah, the multiplayer mode and all five thousand hours in Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, you're only going like, to get so hey. many achievements. So yeah, um, look at the end of the day strong way to start off the year folks we have uh again keep, keep your eyes peeled because there's an announcement coming at some point uh if you go back to what xbox did last year going into 2023 on the 11th they announced the direct for uh starfield i have a strong suspicion and again I'm going based on our very good friend, Tim Dog, who has been very chatty on the socials about keeping your eye to the, you know, the, to, to the socials that something is on the way. Uh, Microsoft or specifically Xbox likes doing things that worked. Uh, we know that that is a good, that is a pattern that they have been uh, for better or worse. It does uh, do something that they enjoy doing. I, I was, in the end, this is, I'm not, you know, again, don't sloth me. I, I'm not saying I know this for sure. I have a strong suspicion that if we don't hear about it on Friday, we could hear something as early as Tuesday morning of next week. And again, this is just my speculation uh, that an announcement for a direct is happening. Now, what is that direct? 
Well, I think it's going to be for Hellblade because that is one of the first games that are coming out this year, at least in my personal opinion, based on what we've seen. Um, but let me catch these. Let me uh, do the super chats, the two ones that have come in, and then we'll get everyone out of here, folks. Uh, I know Steele's got to go uh, pick up some family, as he does at the end of these shows. So we'll get him out of here first. Uh, Elemental Pio, a good, generous friend of the program, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, I loved what Rare Replay did to get you to play. Play a little of every game, which would unlock videos, pictures, etc. Yeah, Rare, Rare Replay was dope. And I'd love to see more of that type of engagement. Uh, Sir X-Men, generous from the program, drops an additional $2 super chat and says, I'm tired of the nickel and diming achievements after 2014. Mm. I hear you, brother. I mean, five-point achievements shouldn't exist, folks. I'm just saying one-point, two-point achievements, those definitely. Some people, like, really freaked out by that with the numbers thing. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, you saw I had 08, 708. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I could care less. But. Listen, folks, great way to start the year. Big thank you to all the Super Chats that have come in. Shout out to all of the new viewers. Lots of new names and faces here that I've never seen before. Hopefully, you enjoyed the program enough to do a couple of things. One, hit the like button before you get on out of here. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And, of course, if you want to be extra generous and you want to tell everyone about a program that you listen to that specifically covers Xbox and doesn't use hate-mongering as it's uh, a, a drum that it bangs, you, you share this on the socials and let people know about uh, about not only Double Barrel Gaming, but the Xbox Factor podcast. And we'll start uh, first with you, Steel. By all means, sell the brand, brother. You have some pretty hefty goals in 2024 <laughs> for yeah, of course living split screen saturday mornings 10 a.m with his brother from another pong soul great show usually three hours sometimes four hours i listened to the whole oh, program man. it was amazing brother sell your brand people where could people hit help you hit the 5k that you are trying to get to this year and more importantly where can people follow you on social media? Well, boom, panel, it's been an amazing show for sure, getting into the conversations and really getting into that human element of things. And again, like I like to say, that RTS, real-time strategy, pulling yourself out of the world, uh, look at the darker crevices of the map and just pulling our resources together so we can have a conversation that will hopefully reach those 3 billion gamers that Phil always talks about. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's always a good time being here, Boom. I greatly appreciate you having me on. Uh, and you guys can find me, Steel Rain, the T is a 7, uh, everywhere. Google is probably the easiest easiest place to type that information in um if you want to find me other than that it's going to be the xbox ecosystem just because it works so well in tandem between pc um in the console itself uh but yeah man every saturday morning 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern and 3 p.m uk time um me and my brother from another pong do host a non-console essential platform known as living split screen and it's uh it's an it's an amazing show we've been going four plus hours here recently and yeah that push is definitely going for 5k this this year um it's just going to be it's just going to be a content push uh breaking down the shows making it easier to consume the content because i know we do a lot but with that comes a lot of additional content that we can kind of pull from that and kind of go from there because i think there's some we're making a lot of really dope points during our shows i because i tend to listen back and i think it might fly over some heads so i think putting that into the uh the ethos might be uh doing some good this year but we'll see um ladies and gentlemen other than that, you can find me here every Tuesday on Xbox Factor.
podcast right here with Mr. Boomstick XL. So greatly appreciate you, Boom. Appreciate you being a part of this show each and every week, brother. And of course, enjoy the day with the family. And thank you for your input as you do. And of course, what the amazing work that you and Pong do on a weekly basis on your weekly show. Uh, Gamsley, brother, it was great to have you a part of today's show. You did outstanding being that your first show. Obviously, you know, you, you, you got a brand to sell. Let's hear it. Where could people follow you on social media? And what else you got going on, dude? <laughs> Well, uh, first thing, uh, you can find me on basically all, all social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all Anthony Capello. Um, that's my real name, so uh, come stalk me, I guess. Um, <laughs> so you can find me on all those. Um, my name's very easy to find. As I said, I'm an international athlete. I should be in Google. I should pop up on Google pretty fast. Uh, Gamsley TKD is my Twitter uh, handle. And specifically, Anthony underscore Capello 450 is my Instagram handle. And um, I don't have anything going right now. I'm a little bit of a free agent, uh, but uh, I am planning some things. So if you liked my voice, if you like my voice uh, and you like my energy, maybe there's something coming in the future. Just uh, drop by those handles and, and look for the news. Um, one last thing. Uh, I'm going to shout out all my uh, disabled community, all all the all that community. I love you guys. You can do anything. And for you guys in the chat, just remember a lot of people look like me. Uh, a lot of people uh, act like me, but they're sheltered. They're scared. Some of them are sad. They can't put themselves out there. So if you see one of these people, give them a hug, show yep. them care and love. And uh, man, we we're good people. So give them a hug and uh, yeah, thanks. For I love it. Me. Listen, brother. Great. Obviously, listen, everyone is welcome here and everyone should be welcomed in your circles, but I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. Uh, I can tell you how, what we do here. And it was great to have Gamsley join us today and we'll definitely have him come back. Daniel McGee, sell the brand of the fix because infinite Umbra. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Uh, no, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's not here to sell the brand, but you are part of that yeah. program. But you also have your own YouTube channel where, folks, he is doing the uh, uh, the comic book gods work by rewriting the DCEU. And good grief, do they need some help over there? Maybe yeah. James Gunn picks this dude up because some of his ideas are amazing. But he's also, well, you know, a diehard Daniel gamer. James. And uh, yeah, James, listen, reach out to this kid. He's a, he's got a lot of really good ideas, especially the black mask joint. Uh, mm. Sell the brand, brother. Where could people go and check out that content? Uh, and more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Yeah, so I'll start with the fix. You can find me and Infinite Umbra, who uh, d couldn't make it this week, uh, yeah. over on the fix on his channel on the Infinite Umbra YouTube channel. Uh, we go live every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's a great show. We talk about all kinds of news. You can find me personally on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee or at my personal YouTube channel of Daniel McGee. Uh, I'm working on a video right now of my favorite things of 2023. I do it every year and I've got some I've got some fun things in there. So it should be up in the next couple of days and I'd love to see you. This is the year where uh, my channel is going to hit 1,000 subscribers, just like yes. based on normal trajectory. It seems like that's almost a guaranteed to happen, hopefully, before my birthday. Uh, 
So it's going to be a big year for us over there. As soon as I can start making some money off of this, I'll be able to invest more of that into the channel. And uh, I just wanted to say how much I really appreciate you guys on the panel and everybody in the chat for being a part of that. It's been uh, a really fun journey for me. Well, listen, it's great to have you a part of the show each and every week. (laughs) And of course, we uh, we definitely can't wait for you to hit your 1,000 subscribers. And obviously... Uh, as you get closer, we're going to do a live on air push to help you get to that, folks. If you're not subscribed, please get out there and support Daniel McGee. puts out great work, some of the best short and long content you can find, and he's very honest with his opinion. You may not agree, but at least you know where the opinion is coming from, and that is incredibly important, especially when you see so many people use falsities to get gain popularity. We've seen it time and time again. People sell brands one way. The minute things shift, they sell it another, and people fall for the banana in the tailpipe, as they should not. Uh, but real quick, folks, I forgot to do this in the middle of the video, so bear with me for 35 seconds because Double Brow Gaming has teamed up with the Valeri Gaming Pillow, and in such, I had a commercial... Uh, designed by Sean Labrie. And folks, I'm telling you, if anyone has back issues, if anyone has posture issues, and you have long sessions sitting on your favorite chair, you definitely need to check out this uh, uh, the, the, the Valari Gaming Pillow. I have one that was gifted to me by the Iron Lords podcast. It is amazing. It does help me. As you know, I have massive uh, surgically re- uh, uh, repaired spinal cord and you know what? Sometimes sitting for long bothers me not using this pillow because it fixes my posture. And because we've teamed up with them, you can use the code DBG15 at checkout and you can get 15% off your entire order. Check it out before you get on out of here and then we'll run the outro as well. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into today's new episode or the first episode of the year for not only Double Barrel Gaming, but the Xbox Factor podcast. Tomorrow evening, folks, we're going to be breaking down live on the air on Primetime Gaming at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the PGD crew and a couple of guests. What Xbox is putting down in 2024, folks, and there is a lot to get into Join us again, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the new and the first episode of the year for Primetime Gaming. And of course, we'll close out the week on Breakfast with Boom at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Once again, thank you for tuning in for today's show. Enjoy gaming, folks, on whatever you enjoy gaming. And of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's incredibly important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. (laughs) 